Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Game day, everybody, and welcome to the third Saturday in October. It's Tennessee, it's Alabama, and we've got everything covered for you right here at VolQuest.com, a part of the On3 family. This is the VFL's Players Lounge, and I'm your host, Eric Kane. Every single week, we talk to some VFLs, we reflect on the season as a whole, we look back on last week's game, and of course, we preview the game coming up here uh, today, and today is going to be a big one, all right? We've got... A couple of guys on the, here who have uh, made a whole lot of noise uh, against Alabama, and I can't wait to bring you and tell you who those guys are here in just a moment here on the VFL's Players Lounge. It is brought to you by the Volunteer Club, powered by Spire Sports, the VFL's Players Lounge, every single game day right here on VolQuest. So uh, let's go ahead and bring our guys on, uh, making a repeat appearance already on one game this year, and he's coming back again. That would be former Tennessee running back Jay Graham. Jay, big week. Eric, man, I'm pumped up. I'm hyped, man. Top 10 matchup. This thing about to go down, down at the river, man. It's on, man. And a guy that made a whole lot of blocks for Jay throughout his career, one in particular, 1996, coming around from the left guard, folding up, getting that middle linebacker, springing Jay for about 80 yards. That would be this man right here, Spencer Riley. Spencer, how are we doing today, man? Good, man. Just uh, excited to be on the show with you guys today and see you. Former teammate I haven't seen in a while, and uh, yeah. just remember remember those old times of uh, beating Alabama brutally. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, this game means so much to, to so many different people. Obviously, to you guys, to the fans. It's the, I mean, it's Tennessee, Alabama. Enough said. It doesn't even matter what happened in the last fifteen years and, and what's to come in this matchup. And of course, we'll get to that. But you know, Jay, this matchup. What's it mean for you, Tennessee, Alabama? I mean, when you first come to school, and, and Spencer knows this, you know, it's your, it's your identity, right? So 100%. You know, we're Tennessee volunteers, but it's, it's, this game is about the third. It's the third Saturday in October. It's, it's you know, like oil and water, crimson, crimson, crimson colors versus volunteer orange, you know? And, you know, it just has that feel. Even the game before you itch it, right? So you know how those guys felt playing LSU, right? Because you know Tennessee, Alabama's in the back of their head, you know? You remember how we used to have to fight that, you know? Oh, wow. Like that feeling of I'm trying, we're trying to get to this week, you know? And we, we went through it just like they did. They're going through it right now. You know, we had to scratch that 10-year itch. So that feeling and, and that uh, energy that comes along with that game is, is unbelievable. But, you know, if you if – you, Go undefeated, right? People going to say, but, you know, or you, you lose one game, right? You don't want it to be that Alabama. People go, but you didn't win that game, right? You know, you want them to say, and, you know, you win games and you beat Alabama. So this is the first year that opportunity is there. So. Spencer, you are an East Tennessee guy through and through. Raised in, everybody says, you know, this place is God's country, that place is God. Let's just get something straight. Jefferson County, 
is God's country, all right? Uh, you attend the University of Tennessee, team captain, take a lot of pride in that. What's this Alabama game mean for you? Well, I was very fortunate and blessed over my tenure there. I never lost to Alabama, so they can't take anything away from me. So I don't like anybody from the state of Alabama when it comes to football. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. We, 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 we are Tennessee ball fans, and that's what it is in this household when it comes to football. And, you know, I mean, it, it's definitely an exciting time for me. And, you know, uh, Florida game was the first time I probably moved back to a ball game in three or four years and got to see a bunch of bunch of guys. And my wife, Beth and I, my wife, got to go. Uh, looking forward to going back this weekend and seeing some old friends. And wife's going to be out of town, so it's me and my defense coordinator from Jeff County. It's going to go this weekend, so we're looking forward to that. Spencer, you, you said that was your first time you've been back in quite some time. What did you think about that environment at Neyland Stadium for that big game? Because I say that because it was really good, but it's going to be – it might be even better here later coming up today. Well, you know, I, I was sitting 50-yard line, 12 rows up, so I will say this much. It was not nearly as loud as it was in 1997, 98, 99, just because of the people – reduced the we were in front of 110,000 people when we played so you know i mean uh when you reduce the, the crowd noise you know but it's still a great atmosphere don't get me wrong people go is that the loudest place you've ever been in 1997 through 1999 100 uh it's a crazy place to be it's a great atmosphere these kids don't understand the third saturday of october when it comes down to this right here you're undefeated they're undefeated they don't like you you don't like them and let's go play football and strap it up, and let's see who comes out the winner. Jay, you know Tennessee's coming in this game with some momentum, man. I mean, it's, you know, we'll talk about this rivalry and the, and the records and all that here in a little bit. But I mean, Tennessee just went down to LSU to the Bayou, and uh, they they just smoked them. I mean, point blank, they just beat you know they beat their ass a little bit, right? I mean, that's just yeah. no they're plain and simple. Um, the special teams set the tone for that football game. You being a special teams guy, especially coaching a lot of that, I, I want to get your thoughts on how big the special teams unit you know, was last week. Well, special teams is so important because uh, before your defense go out there a lot of times, right, you've got your kickoff team going down there first, right? And, and you've got to be able to take advantage of the mistakes that are made, right? You know, especially in this year, you got a kickoff right there that they recover right there. Especially when you're going on kickoff, you don't know if they're going to fair catch it or not, right? But that's where the hidden yardage is. You know, that's why I love being a special teams coordinator because that's, that tells you more about your team than anything, you know, because it's offensive and defensive players come together, right, in order to, 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 to see if they can make a difference. You look at this year. You know, our kickoff team has been phenomenal this year, you know. There's nothing getting out of there. They're making tackles inside the 20, and the plays they made last week was unbelievable. Now you're seeing the punt return just because of defense. The better your defense is, now your punt return puts your offense in the best position. Now you're seeing the offense, you know, the punt return team starting to set up the offense. This is team football at its best. That's that third phase that no one wants to talk about. You know, that third phase that most coaches, you know, like Spencer, he, he know about uh, special teams, you know. But as well, they, you. they get extra time to go stop around and block people, you know, while we're doing special teams, you know. But it's so important as far as making your team better. You know? it, 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 I'm just excited, you know. That's the thing that I love watching, you know, every week is our special teams. And Coach Eckler out there getting them hyped, you know. 
You know, I love I love seeing that kind of stuff. So that that's routine. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, you mentioned there. I mean, no one likes to talk about special teams whatsoever. Uh, it's it's one of those things that everybody just forgets about. But Spencer, when you're gifted, you know, essentially ten points, like Tennessee was against LSU on the road as an offensive lineman, as a guy in this offense. I mean, how it, it's not like it's pressures off you because I don't think Tennessee plays a lot of pressure on them. But it's you got to feel good when you're gifted, pretty much that right out of the gate. Well, anytime you spot me, anytime something gives you 10 points, you'll take it. You know what I mean? Because now you know, hey, if we go out there and execute and do our job, it's going to be a brutal day for them. You know, the Tigers didn't have a chance. I'll just be honest with you. When that, after, those, after those two plays, I was like, this ball game's not going to be close. And I was expecting a really close football game as I watched it on Saturday. But uh, it was not even a close football game uh, from the get-go. Uh, we executed in all three phases on Saturday. And it was it was fun to watch, and it was exciting to watch. And man, you know, uh, we get to the defensive part of it, but the defensive line was—I'm telling you—that's the spot that I thought we were probably the weakest, but they probably got one of the best motivators I've ever been around in my entire life. So, you know, I mean, just just excited to watch those guys with those special teams points. Anytime you can win those, win that phase, because I've been on the opposite side of that as a, as a, as a head coach, Jerry County. Special teams will beat you. Uh, they win you football game too, in a, in a heartbeat. Spencer, you, you just brought up something um, as we continue to see Tennessee dominating LSU from a season ago. Jabari or last week, Jabari Small. That's his second touchdown on the day. Uh, Spencer was Rodney. Was he your offensive line coach when you were at Tennessee for a year or two? He was tackling tight ends coach. So he was offensive tackles and uh, tight ends coach. Wow. So, I, I mean, what? What? I mean, obviously he's been in the SEC for thirty years or whatever. And, you know, he's. I think he's coached defensive line all but two years, but. Uh, that's interesting. Of course, you played, you know, guard and center. He, he was coaching tackles at tight ends, but I mean, you were around that guy every day. Uh, uh, did you see that he was going to be a great one back then? He just got it, man. He got it. He got the kids got him. You know, what I mean, he he's definitely what you call players' coach. Hundred um, percent of the players' coach. He enjoyed being around him. Enjoyed being around his family. You know, it's crazy. I, I, I seen him. I guess probably during uh, during the summer, and uh, I remember when he had his first kids. And I met, I've seen them for the first time and I don't know how long. So, man, I'm telling you, it's just crazy to see his kids grow up. And he's like, hey, you got kids. So she's my kids in college. So I'm like, it's, it's just crazy to see where these things go and our relationships as coach, with our coaches. And Jake can tell you that, man. man uh, Rodney Garner, Mike Berry, Philip Former, they're all like fathers to me. They taught me so many things. Randy Sanders, David Cuffin. All those guys have been made a great impact on my life. And doing what I do today, not only as a football coach, but as a father and a husband. Yes. Alabama, it's a big game coming up, and I want to continue to look back at last week for a couple of years. Jay, we, we tried to get this at a high pool, and he said the right answer and all that, which is smart. But do you enjoy celebrating at home after a big win or – you enjoy staying on the field, celebrating with 20,000 screaming fans who stayed and traveled after to watch you beat the crap out of a team you just did. I mean, that atmosphere at LSU last week, post game, it felt like a home game. It really did. As a player, which one do you like more? But also, just how appreciative are you of those type of moments? Uh, you know, being on the road and winning like that, and celebrating with the fans. Well, there's nothing better than being beat. Which is true. It's true, right? Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you what: the best memories, the best memories, is those big wins. 
you know, when you when you get in the fourth quarter and you getting after it, right, and you watch, you looking over there, and the only thing you hear is some Tennessee ball fans, ball nation, right? You know, and it turns in that 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 opposing stadium kind of turns into Needleman Stadium. It's your stadium now. You know, you've gone into enemy territory and taken over. You know, and there's nothing like it. And you know, the the toughest game, it's especially in the SEC, is your away game. You know, and um, it's just amazing. And the celebration on the plane, you know, with your teammates and all your people as you go home, you know, um, it's almost like a longer celebration after the game. There's just too many times when you're home after the game, everybody go with their family, right? Mm-hmm. You got to get on that plane, get on that bus, right? And go home. I think our first win um, when we scratched that 10-year itch in 95 was away from home, right? <coughs> You know, at 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 uh, in Birmingham, that's the best plane ride ever. You know, on the way home. So those away victories, man, are some of my most you know fondest. Some of my fondest memories were away games. Well, obviously Tennessee picked up a huge win on the road against LSU last week, and Tennessee's now five and zero, two and zero in SEC play. It is ranked number six in the country. Um, Spencer, would you have thought when uh, when when Josh Hopple came in that it would take just this short a time to be playing in games like this? I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people could have been in on Hypo, out on Hypo, whatever. But I don't know if many of us thought that it would take this short a time, essentially a season and a half, to to get to the level to where you're playing in this type of football game. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I didn't have much clue where I, I knew what Coach Hypo did. You know, when he was at his previous stop. But now, hey, you know, he, he's come in here and he's changed the culture of these kids. They they like him. He's, he is definitely a player's coach. Um, you know, I mean, he's not a uh, he's not a guy that's – and I'm sure he yells and screams some, but when I've been there, he's just probably one of the most laid-back dudes I've ever been around. And I'm totally not that way. So, <laughs> I'm totally not that way. So Come on. You, know, you? So, nah. You know, I mean, he, he was a quarterback guy, right? And I'm an old line guy. We're trying to beat people up every day, so it's kind of mentality. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I see where I always look first to, to where a ball club's going to be, how they're going to be, is in the in the trenches. I thought that we weren't going to. I mean, I thought we were we were very I thought we were very average last year, at best. Uh, you know, in, in the offensive line play uh, and defensive line play uh, going into this year. I mean. That was going to tell me how good we could be. Uh, and, you know, those guys that came through, and, and especially in the offensive line, Coach Ellery has done a hell of a job getting those guys running off the football and, and doing the things they're supposed to be playing with a phys- physical, nasty demeanor uh, every snap. Uh, you know what I mean? And Coach Gardner's got those jokers coming off the ball, looking looking to go make looking to make go plays and, and, and cause damage right there at that point of attack. Jay, how how great was it to have a guy like Spencer blocking in front of you? I mean, just the man more, more so than the physical stature and everything, but just the mentality that he still has, obviously, to this day. Spencer was like unbelievable because you know, I don't even know how long Spencer you could play every position. You could play guard, you play center, and Spencer was like, all right. You know, it was like Hey, Spence, you want to go in there and guard? All right. You know, and he transfers from over on defensive line. 
Like it was almost mid-season, uh, if I remember correctly. Wasn't it Spence? Like you were you were playing defense, and then next thing I turn around and he's blocking for us. And I'm like, man, that's pretty good. Well, we were we were going into the last week of training camp, and I was like, well, Philip goes, hey, you're gonna come to play an offensive line. I said, okay, whatever. I, I was kind of pissed with Coach Brooks because he didn't fight for me a little bit more and keep me on defense by the ball. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> it is what it is. Enjoy. Enjoyed my experience, you know. Never had never played really offensive line. Didn't know much about it until I got to Tennessee. Until they moved me, uh, you know. I mean, this was going in, coming out of my red shirt freshman year, and hey, uh, we, man, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't start many ball games there early in the year. But you know, I mean, we got to go to Georgia, made my first start at Georgia. I think that was where it was at. And, right. Pretty cool, man. You know, what I mean, you go on the road, and make your first start in Athens, Georgia. You mean that's a crazy place? They don't like Tennessee either, so yeah. And y'all were blocking Richard for Seymour too. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, you know we played get some dollars every day, and we, you know me and Jack Lipson were both red shirt freshmen, and you know, had a young group, you know, with a experienced backfield, and hey, when you got great running backs, it makes average offensive linemen look good. So Jay, Jay made me look better than I was ever thought about being. Yeah, man. I, 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 I disagree with you, you know. It's really great when that hole's wide open. Ain't no play, you know. So I appreciate everything, you know, and what you did. Making the transition was like, I mean, it was it was unbelievable how fast you did it and how calm you were doing it. Man, yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm like, you remember the game? We were in the huddle. I was like, good? You ready to go? He's like, yeah. Let's yeah go. I'm like, it, it makes you have confidence as a player. You're like, man, he got it. I'm, I'm cutting to the right, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I obviously, you know, we're, we're going to continue to break down this matchup and everything, but I do want to – I referenced this play earlier, and when I was kind of getting ready for to have you guys on, I, I kept seeing your play, Jay, of that 80-yard run in, in 96 or whatever, and I keep looking, and I'm seeing this incredible block I mean, this really good block. And, and Spencer, for my entire life, literally until this week, so apologies. I think somebody told me this, and I probably just forgot. But you were always the center. You were a center. You were a center. You were a center. So I see this incredible block. I'm like, oh, yeah, who's that block right there? Nice little full block. You're wrapping around going to get that middle linebacker. Well, great block. It's not Spencer. The Spencer's playing center. And then Brent Hubbs tells me that's you. So I was like, wow. Hey, Spencer, Spencer play a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, my, my first two years, I played guard. I played left guard beside Jack Clifton. Uh, you know, and then I'm, they, when Trey Teague uh, graduated, I moved, moved, moved me to center. So, never played the center day in my entire life. So, until we got to camp and they said, hey, you're going to center. I said, all right, well, you got to teach me how to play football. I have no clue. So, you know, we get we get to – was precious. So, you know, my, one of the things I pride myself in is not putting the ball on the ground. You know what I mean? But when they moved me to center, we were in camp, and I mean, they was footballs laying every place. You talk about <laughs> Mike Berry was so pissed every day, chewing me up one side down the other. You know what I mean? We get in the first ball, we're playing Syracuse in the Carrier Dome, which is the hottest place on earth if you go in September. I'm just saying. So uh, we get up there, tease under center, and I go, uh oh, snaps football, I go, uh oh, he didn't take the football. I said, I ain't letting this joker on the ground now. I said, we ain't having a pummel snap. They can, um, we ain't having this because I'm tired of getting my ass chewed. So, you know, I mean, hey, what do you do? As an offensive lineman, you just take off with it. And I got me a penalty on that one. Don't you <laughs> but it wasn't going on the ground, boys, I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, it wasn't a turnover. No, huh? 
But going back to the, going back to that Alabama game and, and running six gaps, Jay, all day long. Yeah. Uh, it was bread and butter play for us. You know what I mean? It was one of them deals. Hey, you, you pull around center box back, pull around the double team, and uh, you're looking for that front side linebacker. That front side linebacker for Alabama that time, I remember correctly, he ran. And we turned back around on the in, the backside inside linebacker. Right. Like, hey, this dude's going to hit his head on the goalpost because he's a track star. Hell, he can go. So we went. I was like, I ain't catching him, but I'll meet him down there someplace. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was one of the one of my most more, most memorable times playing football because I remember that, you know. And 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 what's crazy is my daughter said, "Hey, that's you." I said, "Yeah, that's me, honey." So you know, you don't. You don't know, and that's fine. I don't care. I don't. I don't talk about all that stuff. So, because it, it's just part of my history and my past, and I enjoy it. Love every bit of it. Love talking about it to people, and it's a great experience. And having great people to play with was was an awesome, awesome deal. Spencer, you weren't a part of the the game in '93 that was a tie, right? Because you you were undefeated against Alabama. Yeah, no, my my red shirt freshman year was 1995 when they were in. Uh, uh, when they beat Alabama for the first time in ten years, it was my yeah. freshman year. Uh, when we go, when they went to uh, Legion Field, right? They got to play. He, he did, I guess you never played in uh, in Tuscaloosa, did you? I did ninety three. I was a freshman. Okay, so that, y'all I, they they rotated that. I was that day, and I was I sick. You talking about crying? You know, I'll say this: David Palmer. That's the, yeah. that was the biggest problem. He he first he goes. The ball went to him every single play. And this was right after uh, Charlie Garner went for 80, right? We win that game, and that's the 80-yard touchdown of all time. That's the most – I mean, it was six – it was seven slants. Charlie Garner cut off that left side. I'll never forget it. And he ran. Antonio, I think, Lang, ran him down in the corner of the end zone at the end and tackled him for a touchdown. So we're all excited and hyped, you know, because we're going to win this game. And then they gave the ball to David Palmer. Every single play, I think about four plays, they get down there and score. And David Palmer lined up at quarterback. Had never done it before. And then he got unbalanced line. We didn't shift over. Like, I remember that like yesterday. You know, and I, we were just crying. We it, we tied them. We were sitting in the locker room like we didn't beat them. Everybody. Okay, the toughest guy in that locker room. We were crying because we, we knew, you know, that we had a chance to win that game. Well, I think it's the dumbest thing in all of sports you can tie in an NFL football game nowadays. I, right. I, I think it's ridiculous. Um, we should have played that out. You know? Yeah. We, we can all have our opinions. We can all have our opinions on how overtime rules should, should be handed out, but no right. one should ever end in a tie football game. So. Yeah. It's a little weird. Uh, I want to get one more thing, then we're going to take a 30-second uh, breather uh, and then get into this matchup. Spencer, is, is it safe to say that – and sometimes it might be too tough to rank these, and that's okay. We kind of discussed this over the Florida week, but does the Alabama game mean more to you than any other game on the schedule? If not, it's okay to say no, but, like, Florida's up there. I know Vandy's up there as well, but is it Alabama? I mean, is that the game for you, Spencer Riley? 100%. I mean, uh, I mean, Alabama. I'll be honest with you. For me, it was Alabama. <clears throat> Beating Alabama was the, the the most important thing for us, you know, no matter what. Because you know, <clears throat> you grew up and hey, everybody, everybody said, hey, you got to beat Alabama, got to beat Alabama, got to beat Alabama, you know. And then the the Florida rivalry now probably outranks 
the Alabama rivalry because Alabama's beat the piss out of us so many times in a row. You know what I mean? So it's kind of lost the edge of that. Uh, for me, uh, I don't care. I, I don't. I try to stay to Alabama. I get. I was just getting nauseous every time I go through there. So you know, I mean, it's just one of those things that it is what it is. Uh, Alabama is definitely a place that, in my heart, I cannot stand to watch them play football. Now, I enjoy watching Nick Saban coach football, but I ain't a fan of the University of Alabama. Yeah, yeah, that's fair to say. Jay, you want to add on anything right there? Is that is Alabama yes. it for you? It, it ends up being it, you know. Um, I think you always start with a team, you go, man, this is our home field, right? Like, when you build a team, you go, hey, when you talk about playing games, you want to win at home. When people come to here, when people come here, they want it, they got to, you got to win. You know, you're in your, you're in your backyard, your front yard. You got to win your games in this conference at home. You know, so whoever it is playing, that, that that's it, you know? And then, you know, you talk about getting to, um, the championship game, right? You got to be able to get the championship game. You got to go through beating Florida, right? You got to beat the Floridas. You got to beat the Georgias if you're going to play for the uh, SEC title, right? But I think then, especially where Alabama is right now, you know, I think that one of those, you know, final goals is beating Alabama, yeah? Because if you can beat Alabama, you're probably going to make it to the college football playoff and have a chance to play for a national title based on where they are right now. But it's always been the case that that's that was always our identity. You know, we had to, we had a chip on our shoulder when it came to playing Alabama because it was our identity to say, hey, the power has changed over. You know, it changed over. And when we start beating them, we changed over and became that upper echelon program. We always talked about that. We want to be the top five program, top two. We want to play for a national championship. You got to beat those teams consistently. So, so that's kind of where it ended. Tennessee, Alabama, that's coming up today, 3.30 on CBS. Sold-out crowd at Neyland Stadium. We're going to get into this matchup and how much the last 15 years come into play uh, or does it not come into play whatsoever. We'll get to Jay and Spencer's thoughts uh, on that here in just one moment. But this is the VFL Player, Players Lounge. It's brought to you by the Volunteer Club, powered by Spire Sports. Can't thank them enough for uh, helping us uh, do this every single week. You guys have loved this podcast so far. Hearing from guys like Spencer, hearing from guys like Jay and TK and Gerald Riggs, Jabari Davis. I mean, we've had a we've had a bunch. Ramon Foster. We've had a ton of good ones on so far this season. We'll continue uh, to bring them on every single game day. But a big thank you to Spire Sports and uh, give this a listen from our friends over at Spire. The game has changed and Spire Sports is here. With name, image, and likeness arriving, your orange fandom can now be put into action. Visit thevolunteerclub.com and become a member. 90% of every dollar generated through the Volunteer Club, powered by Spire, will go directly to athletes to improve the student-athlete experience at Tennessee. It's not just about winning the next game. It's about next season. It's about the next generation. It's about the Tennessee legacy. Join at thevolunteerclub.com. That's thevolunteerclub.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We'll go back into it. The VFL Players Lounge right here at VolQuest.com. Our game day podcast, Tennessee, number six, hosting Alabama, number three. Alabama, 6-0, 3-0 in SEC. Tennessee, 5-0, 2-0 in the Southeastern Conference. First time since 1989, Tennessee and Alabama meet, both undefeated and ranked inside the top 10. Big-time matchup coming up later today, 3.30 Eastern time. And, of course, uh, that game will be on CBS. we got Jay Graham and Spencer Riley on here today to help preview this matchup. And, Jay, it's been 15 years, man. It's the elephant in the room. Um, you know, kind of yes. like Florida winning 16 the last 17. Tennessee able to get that monkey off its back and, and, and kind of, you know, try to start a new trend there. You know, how much does that come into play here psychologically uh, for those players in the locker room? They've never beaten Alabama. The players before them and before them never beaten Alabama. Does that, I mean, is it, is it snap and clear? Is it reset mentality? But how much does that play a factor? Um, I think it plays a factor when uh, you haven't done anything else, right? So you mentioned uh, beating Florida. Um, you look at when was the last time they were sitting where they are right now in the top ten. Right? Because uh, these kids can sit here with all confidence and say, we've had a lot of firsts this year. You know, we hadn't beaten Florida most of the time. So we, we're, we're a different team. And also, you know, we always say a team has a one-year life expectancy, right? So every team is different every year. So I'm guessing in their locker room, in their meeting rooms, they're talking about we're special. So it's going to be a lot of firsts this year for a team that's special, right? And they got to think, hey, there's all these – all this, all these lofty goals, all these things don't mean anything if you don't catch the ball, if you don't, don't tackle the guy, if you don't do the little things that you got to do within the play. So I'm sure Coach Hypo and his whole staff, they're talking about, you know, do the things we coach you to do. Do the things we trained you to do. And don't worry about how big and how, you know, the, 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 how big the game can be. It's one play at a time. Don't play the game backwards. Line up, play hard, you know, seven seven seconds of strain, and then turn around and do the same thing again. And do the no. same thing for 80 to 90 plays. So I'm sure because they got coaches that got experience in these situations, I'm sure they're talking about the things you're supposed to talk about to help your team go out and play well. Spencer, when you look at, obviously, this Tennessee football team, you look at this Alabama team, I feel like for the first time, not only, I mean, you know, we, we did our picks yesterday. Everybody's already read them and everything. Like, you know, can Tennessee win this game? 100% Tennessee can win this game. Will it? I don't know. We'll find out. That's why you play the game. But this is the first time in like seven years to where you're not just going through the motions. I mean, Tennessee can walk in and win this football game. Um, I, you know, for Tennessee, in order to do that, to take down this Alabama defense that, Gives up a little under two touchdowns a game. You got Will Anderson Jr. on one side. Offensively, is it about just sticking to your strengths, doing what you do well, or would you need to maybe throw another wrinkle in there to try to get past an Alabama-type defense? Well, if, if history will go back, and you go back and look at history, the team ever rushed for 100-plus yards in a ball game usually wins the football game in, the, in these type of ball games. 
You know what I mean? I would say 150 yards of rushing versus Alabama this week. You've Tennessee a great chance to win the football game because it means you're controlling the clock a little bit. And Tennessee don't care about controlling the clock. They don't care one bit about that. And that's okay. Uh, as long as you're, uh, you're, you're productive on first down, you know what I mean, and on offense to keep you in and out of those pass rush situations of third and long, where, where, what, that's what they do well. They rush the passer so well uh, and bring a lot of different exotic pressures uh, from uh, Coach Golden. You know what I mean? So uh, from Alabama, I mean they're going they're going to do some do some really crazy things for you and try to put you in some bad spots uh, as an offensive line. So the offensive line's got to be on their p's and q's this week, and they got to go out and perform and 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 change the line of scrimmage, move 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 the line of scrimmage vertically and horizontally, and create some of those seams for our running backs. Spence is an offensive lineman. When you have a caliber player that's going to be, you know, he'll be top three, four NFL draft pick come up in, in May, and Will Anderson Jr., he's on one side. They'll move him around a little bit, but he's on one side. I mean, as an offensive lineman, as an offensive staff, you have to game plan to block that guy. But then that opens up something for down the line. And, and you know, down the line, I mean, that impact, how difficult is it as an offensive lineman having that type of impactful player, knowing what it opens up and creates for his other teammates on the defensive line? Well, it's not that you're trying to win every you're, – you're you want to win every matchup against the kid, you know what I mean, as a player. But at the end of the day, you want to you want to control him and maintain him. And, you know, he's going to make these plays because he's a good football player. That's what he does. You know what I mean? But you, you're just trying to – you're trying to slow him down, make him do things that he don't want to do. You know what I mean? You've got to take away his best pass rush move, and you've got to take away his best run stopping move. And if you can do those two things and just, you know, not really eliminate him from the ball game, but control him and maintain him, and, and he's going to make this five to six plays ball game. Hey, as long as they're not big plays in the ball game, you know what I mean? If he makes one on first down or something like that, as long as he ends on a fourth down stop, you've done all right. Jay, what could have been a big play in the football game against LSU is when you have a freshman running back in the football game, doesn't even go and pick up the blitzing safety. The safety drills your quarterback. He fumbles. Actually, Dylan Sampson picked up that football and ran almost for a first down. Um, you know, that, that could have been a big turning point in the football game, but it wasn't. But for your running backs, picking up blitzes, picking up and helping out with a guy like Will Anderson Jr. or Dallas uh, Dallas Turner on the other side. It's got to be a massive game for those backs, especially with the ball not even in their hands. Yes. Um, it's going to be key. A guy like Will Anderson, okay, he forces guys to double-team him, right? Um, you want to put your back on him, chipping him, you know? So it's important that running backs understand how to chip. Because if they're late chipping, you might as well not even chip, you know, with a guy like Will Anderson. Because it's expensive mm -hmm. backfield, too much clutter, right? And Alabama's good at, you know, once you do something like that, they'll bring the inside backer and then, you know, force you to get off of the chip, Right. So you almost want to have different ways of doing like like Spencer talked about. It's going to end up being a man-on-man -man thing. You know, the tackle's going to have to block him sometimes. And then you get to the help of chipping just so they, you know, you can't rely on something and do it every time, right? No. Because Nick Saban is best at finding that, right, and then taking advantage of that. So you kind of got to mix it up, you know, and you got to do things that kind of um, – you know, presents different pictures. 
You know, so it's going to be important for the backs to step up because they're taught to pass rush through guys. So they take both you and the player will push. They want to push the pocket and get to the quarterback and get in his face. You know, so you got to be strong in pass protection. So it's always important, especially when defensive players know how to rush. In Alabama, those guys, linebackers, safety, they know how to rush. You got to pass forward. You got to shoot your hands. You got to stand your ground and keep the keep the pressure from 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 Hendon Hooks. He don't want to throw the ball and have to shorten his step and get hit as he's strong. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's going to be important in, the, in in this game. Jay Jabari Small looks like a different animal since getting his shoulder banged up against Akron. Sure. Ran well the second half against Florida. Ran well the entire game against LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you like from Jabari Small? Jabari started to run vertical. You know, his best moves are cross-face and vertical. Yeah. And, he, you know, this happens to him back. It happened when I was running. You kind of want to do different things to, to mix up your game, but you must do what you're best at first. And he's starting to get into the groove of things, you know. he probably, I think he was a little banged up in uh, preseason, so he didn't get hit a lot in preseason. Now he's starting to settle into the season, and you're seeing a different player as far as he's breaking tackles now. He's getting vertical and attacking defenders in small spaces and making a miss. So that's the difference right now. He, he He's running at a high level right now, and he needs to continue to do that. And he, and he has great ball security. He's been great all year with that. Knock on wood, and he needs to continue to do that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, boys, a couple more minutes. Uh, I, Spencer, I do want to ask you um, – you know, we, we've gone almost 40 minutes of this podcast. We haven't mentioned Bryce Young yet. Uh, you know, we'll see if he can get out there for snap number one. Of course, he missed last week, got hurt against Arkansas. Um, you know, I, I think if I'm Nick Saban, I'm sitting here saying, I need B.Y. to play because to, I need him to, to win this football game. That, that's how, you know, good Tennessee's playing football right now, right? Um, how do you balance that? And, and if if it's not Bryce Young, you know, they got Jalen Milrow, got Ty Simpson, it becomes a different ball game. You still, you're still so good everywhere else. So good at the line of scrimmage, good defensively. It's a team sport. But if if the reigning Heisman Trophy is not in the football game, it's kind of a different look offensively. They should they should have killed Texas A and M last week. Obviously escaped with a win there. You know what are your thoughts on the whole quarterback thing and what Tennessee should expect today? Well, if you don't got a trigger man, it's hard to play this game. I mean, yeah. at a high level, you know, here, you know, there's a reason people are the reason those top ten teams in the country are really good because they got really good quarterbacks. Because uh, it makes you, it makes your offensive line good, good, makes your running backs look good, makes your wide receivers look good on the offensive side of the ball. If you got somebody who can distribute the football and 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 manage the game and 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 correct your correct your protection stuff. So I mean, it's a that's a huge deal. You know, I mean, um, he's a very talented quarterback, man. He runs it well, he throws it well. I enjoy watching him play because he does some of the little things uh, better than most uh, most most quarterbacks does. So if he doesn't play, it'll be I'm sure it'll be a be a, a drop off a little bit of quarterback because hey, he was a high trophy winner. So, you know, I mean, I don't know if the backup's gonna be the high trophy winner this year, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But you always gotta be have up the next man up mentality, whoever it is in whatever position. So we, you know, that's what that's, that's gonna be the fun fun part about playing football. You know what I mean? People don't know. It's it's you may be out of left tackle. You know, it's going to go against a first rounder who's a sophomore in college or a freshman in college. And those battles right there, those are the ones you, as a young guy, those are the ones you want to go against. So that's what you want to, that's going to be your mark in starting your career. Yeah. So 
you're going to have to freaking man up and play ball. And, hey, it's, it's man on man. And, hey, you ain't getting a best of me today. Uh, you may get me once or twice, but at the end of the day, I'm going to win the war. You guys need to watch Jefferson County play football because that team adapts or adopts, excuse me, the, the mentality of its head coach right there, Spencer Riley. Uh, last thing, boys, and, and Jay, we'll, we'll start with you because you've done this before. I need a not only a score prediction for later today, Tennessee-Alabama, I need a bold prediction. Tennessee will win da-da-da-da-da because of this or lose because of this, whatever. Score prediction and bold prediction for today. Um, I think uh, Tennessee is going to win, okay, and the score is going to be somewhere uh, a one-score game um, in the 40s, right? I think it's going to be somewhere around 45 to 38. Um, I think Alabama is going to be able to score. I think Bryce is going to play. I think our team is hard because our tempo and what we do offensively. Then we're going to win because of Hendon Hooker throwing the ball between the hashes. The way he can throw the ball between the hashes is the difference, you know, as far as in this game. And the physicality of our receivers um, is going to be the key. You know, so I think uh, 45-38 is going to be the game right here. Um, I just think uh, Alabama can't score enough right here. And I think we're going to we're gonna score. It's going to be kind of like that LSU a couple years ago, LSU-Alabama. You know, but we're going to have to run the ball at the end. But I think it's going to be the key. And I think uh, we're going to be in the college football playoff. Woo-hoo-hoo! That, that's, my, that's my opinion. That is what you call bold prediction right there. I like it. Spencer, I don't know how you can outdo that one, but let's try a score and bold prediction. Uh, 38-35 Tennessee. We're going to win Saturday. Um, so here's, here's what I'm going to say. Got to run the football at the end of the day. Uh, Got to dominate the line of scrimmage. And this is going to be a telltale sign of, Hey, are we at that at, at next level? Because at the end of the day, your offensive line play is going to dictate how far you go. Uh, if you can handle the pressure, you can handle the uh, handle the run game, create that movement. Hendon uh, Hooker is going to do what he does. You know what I mean? Uh, there's been so much inconsistency in the offensive line play over the years. This is where it's going to be won. This is where you're going to step up as a group and say, we're going to win this football game, and you're going to like it. And this is how it's going to have to be. And, and, and the defense line is going to have to come in there and the linebackers, and they are going to have to manage and dictate to make an Alabama throw the football, which is something we don't do very well is covering, covering the pass right now. So kind of gives me a little bit of a heart attack every time I see them throw the football. Um, you know what I mean? But that's what I'm looking for. Uh, I would say a, a New Year Day, a New Year Six game. I don't, I'm not. I'm not confident enough as Jay Graham to say we're going to be in the college football playoffs yet. College football playoffs, we're going. <laughs> Georgia's struggling right now. Okay? I, I'm with we're you. Down, we're going to beat them too. Let's go. <laughs> No, I was on Bourbon Tree last week and, and you know, just did a walkthrough. I, maybe we can be back there, uh, you know, at the end of uh, yeah. at the end of the year and, you know, there for a week as Tennessee comes back. So uh, looking forward to it. And uh, today should be really, really fun. And a lot, I know it's a lot of memories for guys like you guys and former players and Tennessee fans. Um, this game means something. And for the first time in about seven years, you know, this game, you, you're not going through the motions. Tennessee has an an amazing, you know, an amazing chance to win this football game really does. And so it should be a good one. Spencer, thank you so much. Jay, thank you so much, boys. And uh, this is great. Let's do it again. All right. Appreciate you, Eric. All right. That is Spencer Riley and Jay Graham, VFL's former Tennessee running back.
and former Tennessee offensive lineman. Both these guys coaching in the high school ranks go and support their teams. Concord and Jefferson County uh, do a fantastic job, both Jay and Spencer Riley. All right. General's quarters all day long. Front page of allquest.com. In-depth analysis, comments, real-time reaction throughout the game, and all your pregame coverage, all your game day coverage and weekend coverage at Tennessee, Alabama. It's at VolQuest.com. $1 for one year. What are you waiting on? Go ahead and help us out and join us there today. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Enjoy the day. It's the third Saturday in October. Hope you guys have fun. A big uh, shout-out to, again, the Volunteer Club, powered by Spire Sports, for presenting the VFL Players Lounge. Guys, thank you so much. Enjoy the day, and we'll see you next week on the VFL Players Lounge. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.